You're listening to Destined Women Ministries, the podcast. Enjoy. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you so much for this opportunity to learn more about your will for us as single people and what you are preparing us for. We love you, Jesus, and we just say, speak, Lord, because your servants are listening. We are waiting to hear a word from you. We are waiting for edification from you, Lord, and we thank you for this series of teaching, which is preparing us to have successful marriages, but also to be whole, complete, and um, structured, orderly, sanctified single people who are happy being in fellowship with you, being married to you, and getting to know you, and allowing you to get to know us and impart our identity into us. We thank you, Father. You're good. You're beautiful. You're lovely. You're worthy of all glory, honor, and praise. And it is in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Bless you all in the name of Jesus Christ. So in our previous episode, we spoke about um, developing Christ influence habits. And um, I was speaking to you about, you know, my day. And um, I told you all based upon uh, Proverbs 31, and I believe verse 8, I believe that's the verse um, that, you know, the Lord began to have me get up before the sun um, several years ago. And um, now I, I wake up before 5 a.m. every day and I do that. And I'm just, um, recapping, or y'all know I like to say recapitulating (laughs) Um, what we previously spoke about. So um, I wake up that time so that I can maintain a healthy prayer schedule and um, so that I can also get in some exercise, but be done early enough to have a very productive day. So that's why I do it. I have to maintain um, my prayer life and I have to get some exercise in because I have goals. I do understand that when I do have a family, my schedule will change a bit, you know, instead of waking up and praying and working out, I may wake up, put on a load of laundry, you know, um, put some food in a crock pot or something for, for dinner and then get a workout in. Personally, you all, I feel like exercising is so important and it is a part of something called lifestyle medicine, which I um, learned about. And lifestyle medicine is things that you do every day um, as a part of your lifestyle, which are um, structured and um, created really to keep you healthy. Like if you have all of these components in your life, then you'll live a nice, healthy life. And this will be medicine just um, for your for your mental health, for your physical health, just through your lifestyle. And so um, it is a whole foods, plant-based diet. It is 30 minutes of some type of moderate exercise. So that means that, you know, it doesn't have to be a full-on, you know, bodybuilding, running, endurance training, hit cardio workout or something like that. It can literally be 15 minutes down the street and then 15 minutes back to your home. And I personally think that it's really important for us to get outside and just breathe in fresh air from time to time. 
Um, I actually enjoy it. I like to take walks and inhale very deeply just because I like the way fresh air smells and I love for my lungs to be nice and full and just get that that good breathing exercise in. So I think that's really normal. Um, the other two parts of the lifestyle medicine, let me see. It is a whole food plant-based diet. It is 30 minutes of moderate exercise. It's one minute of some type of prayer or meditation. So of course, this was geared towards people's personal religious beliefs. For us, we're going to sit and meditate on the word of God for an hour, or we're going to pray for an hour, but <clears throat> excuse me, we're, we're not going to just sit there and meditate. Okay, so um, one hour of that. And um, a love and intimacy and um, that looks different depending on your status as a single person. We get what we need from love and intimacy from our relationship with God. And also, if the season in our lives so permits, from fellowship with other believers. Um, and of course, for married people, you understand where you get your love and intimacy from. Um, so that's lifestyle medicine. Um, so I do believe that it's important to have some type of exercise. That's why. I plan to, even when I have a family, keep that a part of um, my daily habits. I believe it's really important, and I believe it's important to show your children also um, that this is how you live. This is how you live a healthy lifestyle. This is normal. You know, you don't want exercise to be something that's abnormal for your children, and they're like, what is this, and why do I have to do it? Um, you want it to be something they're accustomed to doing, and they view as a normal part of their life. Because, of course, you want them to grow up and be healthy, active individuals. So um, I keep a schedule. I, um, I wake up. I pray. I exercise. I come home. I shower, of course. I typically make like a smoothie bowl and, or um, a smoothie. It depends. It depends because sometimes when I come home, um, I'll take my shower and I'll start doing other things. And so by the time I eat, I want something that's more savory instead of something sweet. But I try to get in a smoothie bowl um, at, at around five days out of the week. And I do it on purpose so that I can get in a large amount of sea moss into my system, as well as um, other plant-based things that I like to use to take care of my um, body from the inside out. So um, that's why I eat that. <laughs> Uh, I like to get, get that in if I can as often, you know, throughout the week as I can. But sometimes, you know, I have um, some type of some type of savory um, first meal for the day. Anyway, um, after that, you know, my day is filled with just working from home um, with ministry things. I'll be recording. I'll be studying. I'll be researching something. I'll be putting videos together, um, doing some editing for that. Um, and then when my day is over or if I'm counseling, then that's typically what I do for the day. And oh, I want to add on my counseling days, I don't I cannot say that I go out to exercise um, counseling, even though I'm sedentary. For some reason, I just feel like it's kind of um, taxing, I guess, talking for all that time. Sometimes the sessions can go for as long as about two hours and it contains various things. I never know exactly what I'm gonna get during a counseling session, so I have to be prepared for anything. So I'm usually on Mondays, I don't go out um, before I start my counseling sessions. Um, 
but yeah, so once I'm finished doing work for the day, um, I will take a shower and pray and have some type of snack, usually some dried fruit or an icy, which for some reason, like I'm loving ices right now. <laughs> and uh, I'll read scripture and speak to the Lord. Um, I may lay down and watch a sermon or some type of Bible study lesson and then go to sleep. Um, and that's pretty much my day. And I'd like to keep a nice structured day. I like um, to have Repetition, I like to do the same thing. I like for things to be consistent in my life. I, I like to have that structure in that order. Um, I usually go food shopping now one day out of the week. Um, so if it's not that one day, then I just wing it. But typically, of course, I have enough things in here um, to, you know, to eat for that week. And that is, that's like about it. I mean, life happens, you know, you may have to go visit someone, you may have to go to the UPS store, you know, things like that in between. But for the most part, I like to keep a structured, ordered day. And sometimes when I'm doing my, going about my daily life, I think about how different things will be when I'm married and when I have children. And, you know, when you get up and you pray, and then when you're done, you actually put that load of laundry on before you get in the shower or before you work out and then you get out and then you start your breakfast. And I think about how different breakfast will be. Everybody may not want a smoothie bowl. Some people may want some pancakes or something like that for breakfast, which is absolutely fine. You know, I want to be, I want to, I believe I'm health conscious for a reason and whoever I'll be married to, they'll be marrying into that on purpose. God knows who he's putting them with. So, of course, I want to um, get up early in the morning and, like, get some fresh juice going, keep that in the fridge for my family throughout the day and things like that. So, um, yeah, so I keep a schedule, and the Lord has emphatically let me know that that's because he wants me to keep that same structure and order when I... Um, when I have a family, and please forgive me if I've forgotten anything that would typically happen throughout my day. I've, I think I've, I've told y'all like how it pretty much goes. So then of course, when you get married, things will switch out. Um, instead of me doing as many videos or podcasts as I'm doing, or maybe doing an interview or something like that, or the counseling sessions, you know, some of those things will be swapped out and I'll be spending time with my children and, you know, doing homeschooling and things like that. But um, the most important takeaway I want you all to have is this, that when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you need to do is pray, and you need to do that. You can't skip over that. You never know what your day will hold, what you will have to do, and you want to start your day off with prayer because you want to be spiritually prepared. Once you're spiritually prepared and the Lord has imparted to you early in the morning before you do anything else, um, I believe that you will be prepared for whatever happens that day. Um, so please get into the habit of praying first thing in the morning so that you can maintain a strong relationship with the Lord. And it's not, oh, you know, I, I woke up and I, I woke up whatever time and I just went on and I started doing this, this, this and this. It's no, get yourself in the mindset that if I have to wake up an hour or two or three earlier, I'm going to wake up earlier so that I can spend time with the Lord and I can pray and I can read. So listen, throughout the rest of your day, 
when you don't know what's going to happen, you don't know, you may need to take a nap, you may be tired, there may be poop explosions, you know maybe your child will have a fever, you just don't know. So you don't want to take that chance and have one of those days that are busy or hectic and you don't get the time in that you need with the Holy Spirit. You need that time. So please, I beseech you to learn as a single person how to wake up early in the morning and seek the face of God like scripture it says so many times. And when you have a family, prayer is really important and reading the word of God is important because you have to lead your family according to God's will and by God's spirit. And so when we're looking for a spouse, of course, of course, we've thrown away our carnal list, like Jakia said. You know, your husband may not be 6'6", he may not be all solid muscle or whatever it is y'all like nowadays. <laughs> whatever it is, you, you know, you were thinking of or hoping for um, physically in a spouse and all that stuff. You may have to throw that list away, however... You keep your standards, okay? Um, you throw away your carnal list, you keep your standards, and um, you base your standards upon the type of man you would want to raise your children, okay? So that has some natural and spiritual aspects to it. Um, personally, I think it's really important for all women to want a man who's a good provider, you know, as long as he's able-bodied, as long as he's in his right mind and he's physically able to, he should want to work and support his family, understanding everybody's place. And of course, that's according to your home. You know, some women, they work and that's the way they want it and that's the way they, their spouse wants it and however it works for you. But I know for me, I want to have that very scripturally typical, he is the, the priest, he is the provider, He's the leader. Um, he has all the say-so. I am his suitable helper, and I run this home, and um, I'm his glory. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> amen, amen. How many of us are ready to submit and ready to do all types of sweet things for our husband every day? I hope we are. We want to keep the, 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 see, the thing about it is, and we've spoken about this in previous episodes, that the relationship that you have now with Christ as his bride and that love and that passion that you, if you don't have, you should be developing, um, you understand that that is absolutely necessary in your marriage, that you want to bring that same love and that same time and that same care and consideration to your husband and that same level of submission also to your husband, trusting that the Lord has given you someone who is capable of leading. And even if he makes a mistake along the way, you just pray for him, let him learn his lesson. And, um, but you don't, you don't make a, a big fuss with him or um, be condescending or demeaning to him in any way. Um, even though some of our husbands may be different from us, and this is for the married people who are listening, we always want to be their biggest supporter. You know, the Bible says a wise woman, um, she builds her house. Every wise, every single wise woman is building her house, and your husband is a part of that house. So you want to build him up. You never want to be condescending to him. Listen, you never want to talk to your children about him in a negative way. You always want to show him the utmost respect because, quite frankly, you and him are one. You're an extension of him. He's an extension of you. 
you both are one. And so if you're bad-mouthing him or if you're bad-mouthing your children, then Lord knows it's a reflection of how you feel about yourself. But you want to build him up just like you would want to build yourself up. You want to build your husband up. Um, tell him good things about himself. I believe it was Derek Prince who said, there's a rare man who can live beyond his wife's expectations for him. Okay. And um, that's really, really something if you consider it. So for us single women, you have to be ready to um, build him up, not just be by his side, but um, also make him better and help him to see that he can do more. And um, he is intelligent. He is capable. He's awesome. He's strong. <laughs> okay, so um, so when you make your list, you think of someone who you know would be a good father. Those those qualities too. Someone who is a man of prayer. Someone who is righteous and just has good character and good virtue about him. Um, Proverbs 20 and 7, and um, this scripture is very important. I remember having it written on um, a whiteboard when I had my, my office back in Georgia. I had it written on a whiteboard in Georgia, um, and it says, the just man walks in his integrity, and his children are blessed after him. Or um, the righteous who walks in his integrity, blessed are his children after him. And so it's important that you want a man of integrity, a man who is righteous. And this is why, because his righteousness and his integrity will cause your children to live a blessed life. The Amplified Bible puts it like this, the righteous man who walks in his integrity and lives life in accordance with his godly beliefs, how blessed, happy, and spiritually secure are his children after him who have his example to follow. So we want to make sure that we are with a righteous man who walks in integrity, who does not wane from side to side, and who isn't sure sometimes, and who's lukewarm. And when we're single, sometimes you meet a man and you can say, well... He may not be where I would want him to be, <laughs> but he can get there eventually because the sanctified wife sanctifies the husband. Listen, he's not your husband and you're not his wife. So it's not your responsibility to sanctify him. You are supposed to desire a husband who is already sanctified. Okay. You want to be coupled and married to and in covenant with someone who can ensure that your children are blessed. I mean, spiritually secure, as the Amplified Bible puts it. Why? Because they have his example to follow. So although we don't have that typical carnal list, we can say, I do have these standards. I want my sons to know that a man is supposed to take care of a woman. I want my sons to know that it's not all about money. So I need not only for him to be a good provider, but I need him to be romantic. I, I want my sons to stay in shape. So I need him to be someone somewhat athletic, excuse me, somewhat athletic and be able to go outside and play ball with them sometimes or, um, you know, go for a jog with them or go for a walk with them. Uh, you know, you can think about those standards that you'll have because this person, you, you both are now about to birth a new generation and you think about what you want in that generation. 
You want love. You want righteousness. You want sanctification. You want holiness. You want health, good health, natural and spiritual. You know, you want good morals. You want this next generation to know what marriage is and what a good marriage looks like. And a lot of the times people say, well, I don't know about marriage because I've never seen a good one. You know, marriage may not be for me because all the people in my family, you know, they're in long-term relationships or they're divorced and they've had multiple marriages or there's been physical or emotional abuse or adultery. And some people just really don't want to get married because of those reasons. So you want your children to see in this next generation to see a good example of a marriage. And so that takes you making the conscious choice that not only will I be a good wife, but I'm going to make sure that I marry a good man who will be a good husband. So you're looking for a righteous man who's walking in his integrity. Glory to the name of the Lord. So um, this righteous man who walks in his integrity, he will ensure that you have a strong relationship with the Lord, okay? He will make sure that you're able to continue to pray just as he wants to continue to pray. And we should all desire someone who is going to promote our spiritual growth, who is going to cheer us on and say, no, babe, come on. I know we went to sleep a little late last night. You can always get back in the bed, but let's get up and seek the face of the Lord. That's a righteous man walking in his integrity. And of course, if you're his wife and you are going according to scripture and you live in submission to him, you're going to walk in integrity right by his side. So, um, this, this person who walks in his integrity and who is righteous, he values prayer. And so he's going to make sure you get your prayer time in. And so that's when sometimes things throughout the day get frazzled. And let's say you say, you know what, I want to do an evening prayer. Or let's say you wake up for that 4 a.m. prayer to get your day started or 5 a.m. whenever you get your day started. And then the baby begins to cry. That man may say, listen, I'll take care of the baby you go ahead on and get your time in with the Lord. And then I'll go in the prayer closet when you're done. And you know, you can start your day then because he walks in his integrity. So he's going to make sure that his household is connected to God as a leader and as a spiritual leader. That is his responsibility, you all. So you want, you want to go for someone as you make that list of standards and that spiritual list, someone who understands their role as a leader to promote your spiritual growth um, with the Lord and to help you to stay close to the Lord, just like he wants to stay close to the Lord. And um, another thing that this righteous man who walks in his integrity will do is he'll make sure that you have fellowship with the Lord together, that it's not just you going off into the prayer closet and then him going into the prayer closet, but it's the both of you praying together and then throughout the day, including the children in that prayer, worship and fellowship with the Lord. You want an atmosphere where prayer and worship is normal. So as single people, sometimes I know that we're in the house and we may just get to praying or speaking in tongues, lifting up our hands, singing, putting on some of our favorite Christian music, dancing around. And <laughs> that's some of the joys of being single <laughs> And you, when you live alone. But guess what? You take that same behavior into your family. And so you and your children can stop and have a little Jesus dance celebration every once in a while. Um, or you can um, sing those worship songs throughout the house. Uh, I remember hearing one of uh, T.D. Jake's daughters, 
she said that her mom would walk throughout the house sometimes and just, you know, walk back and forth, pace the floors and clap her hands saying, glory, glory, glory. And she said she didn't really understand it then, but now she understands the importance of doing that because you're calling the glory of God into your home. Glory to the name of the Lord. But that's something she learned because of her mother's behavior. Glory to God. So keep start that behavior now while you're single and it will be natural. It will just happen and it will just be the components of your household. That will just be how you all live. Glory to the name of the Lord. So you will fellowship together. He'll make sure that you know your fellowship. He's fellowshipping with you, fellowshipping with those children. And um, the goal is really to be married to someone who is strong and settled in Christ. Amen. Amen. That's actually what we want. We don't just want someone who is physically strong. We want someone who is spiritually strong. We don't just want someone who is um, financially established. We want him to be spiritually established too. So listen to what the Bible says about um, a righteous man. And that's for all of us who sometimes, honestly, we can see somebody who may not be all that righteous, but can look all that good, okay? And can be all that nice and all that intelligent. If he's not walking in his righteousness and in integrity, then he may not be the best choice to build a life with and to have children with. He may be good for you. Remember, we're going to go back to this from time to time. He may be good for you now, <laughs> but he's not good for the generational wealth. So again, we go back to Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather built that generational wealth. So he may, this man, he may be your $18 million watch, but he's not going to make sure that you can put that same type of watch on your grandchildren, right? He's good for you now, but you're looking for someone who's good for you, your children, your children's children, and so on and so forth. You want to build that generational spiritual wealth and you want to do it consciously. So again, every time you're going through deliverance, every time you're sacrificing, every time you're dying to yourself, every time you are obeying the Lord, even if it's not really what you want to do, you're making those wise investments, not just for yourself, but for the generations who follow you. Listen to this. Psalm 112, and I'll read it in its entirety. Why not? Glory to God. And I'm going to read the um, Berean Study Bible, and you can find that it's connected to Bible Hub. You know, I, I y'all know I like to go into the Hebrew and the Greek, and I like to do my little commentary studies and look and see what the other saints were talking about when it comes to scripture. So I've been telling you all about Bible Hub for years. They have an app, and they have um, this Bible translation or version, and it is the Berean Study Bible. They have the Berean Literal Bible, which is a, a really good literal translation of the Bible, and then they have the Berean Study Bible. So I'm going to be reading Psalm 112 in the Berean Study Bible, okay? And this is, yeah, Psalm 112. <laughs> okay, it says, Hallelujah. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. So now, listen, we're talking about the standards you have the standards you're keeping and your, your spiritual list, the things that you want in your husband. But listen, when this man is, um, this blessed man fears the Lord and he greatly delights in the commandments of God. Listen to what it says. His descendants will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in his house and his righteousness endures forever. Y'all, 
Come on now. I know the half-saved one. I know he's appealing and I know he's nice. But honey, that's not generational wealth right there. (laughs) I know the one who seems like he'll be a good provider and stuff like that, but he's not really that deep and spiritual like you. I know he seems like he can provide you with some good security, but honey, that's not generational wealth right there. Let me read what Psalm, let me, let's, let's go to what the Holy Spirit tells us generational wealth is in Psalm 112. Blessed, it says, hallelujah, glory to God, praise the Lord. <laughs> Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty in the land. My God, my God, my God. When <laughs> his descendants will have a name in this, in the, in the earth. I mean, like, The Bible says they'll be mighty in the land. Glory to God. They'll be strong in number. They'll be strong in status. Oh, y'all get with the right person. Throw away the carnalists and start building up your natural and spiritual standards for a man who's not just good for you, but who is good for the generations to come. His descendants will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Well, let me... Y'all need, to, y'all need to be excited about this part. Wealth and riches are in his house and his righteousness endures forever. Light dawns in the darkness for the upright. What, can y'all, do y'all know how deep that is? Like, I'm gonna, I'm not even gonna go into it because that's like a whole sermon and a lesson right there. Light dawns in the darkness for the upright, for the gracious, compassionate, and righteous. It is well with the man who is generous and lends freely, whose affairs are guided by justice. Surely he will never be shaken. The righteous man will always be remembered or he will be remembered forever. He does not fear bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is assured. He does not fear until he looks in triumph on his foes. He has scattered abroad his gifts to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn will be lifted high in honor. That's who you want your children to literally look up to as they're growing up. You want that type of person. And so you're not just going to find that type of person any kind of, in any kind of place. That has to be orchestrated by God. And let me tell you something. You want to be a wife to that type of man? You are going to have to know how to keep a certain type of household for him, my sister. You're going to have to know how to get up in the morning and pray for that man and pray for that man's business dealings and pray for that man's integrity and pray that he is not led into temptation, but that he is delivered from evil. You have to pray that that hedge of fire stays around him. Glory to the name of the Lord. You have to pray that his generation, that the enemy does not come to steal, kill and destroy the the scriptural rights of his generation to be mighty in the land and to be upright and blessed. Okay, you got to know how to keep a man like that naturally and spiritually. If that man is so blessed and favored by God, then, of course, you know, you're going to have to get up and feed him. Right. (laughs) So, um. That blessed man really shouldn't have to worry about whether he's going to have clean clothes or not. You know what I'm saying? That blessed man who's handling business for the Lord and taking care of his family and bringing in generational wealth for you all and raising up a name that's just going to endure. Yeah, that one needs a wife who knows how to take care of him. So as much as we want to sit around and we want to pray for our kingdom spouse to come and we want him, you know, to be this and that, we really need to first thank God, say, Lord, if it's your will for me to get married, I thank you. You know the desires of my heart that I want a spouse. So thank you that I do believe my spouse will come. 
But Lord, you know I want a great person, a person who's righteous and walks in their integrity. I'm asking you in the name of Jesus, prepare me for that person. And so for us as daughters, God is going to teach us all of those things. He's going to teach us how to cook. He's going to teach us how to clean. He's going to teach us how to live a structured life. He's going to teach us how to pray. And he's going to teach us how to maintain order. That's really important because that great man that we just read about in Psalm 112, he should be a part of a great home with all that he's offering and all that he's bringing. We should want to be a suitable helper for him. So that great man needs someone suitable to stand next to him. So if he's strong in his anointing, you want someone like that, you need to be praying, God, make me strong in my anointing. I want to be suitable for the person you have me with. Eve was not lacking as far as being able to stand next to Adam. She was suitable to help him in whatever he was called to. That doesn't mean that as women, we won't have our own ministries and our husbands, whatever they're doing is all that we're doing, but it just means that whatever anointing they have, ours needs to be suitable to be able to rule alongside with them. Whatever they're doing, we need to be able to help them as we're also fulfilling the will of the Lord for our life. And he needs to be able to lead us as we're fulfilling the will of the Lord for our life. So you want to maintain a godly schedule now. You want to know what it means to live a righteous life now. You want to seek the Lord now. You want to maintain Christ influence habits now. And you want to take those into your home and you want to live a blessed life with your husband and with your children. Um, some of the importance of maintaining that schedule is first of all, you get to maintain your relationship with the Lord. He's a one, number one, all the way, top tier, all the way up there. And um, not only do you get to maintain your relationship with the Lord, but you get to maintain order and structure in your home and you get to give consistent attention to what's important. So every day, because you, you follow this schedule and because you follow this type of order, you get to consistently tend to what's important, right? You say, okay, today, this is what's going to get done. Even if you have to have a planner, you know, have that planner to maintain that order, but Keeping a schedule, make sure that your children get what they need, your spouse gets what they need, and you get what you need. And that's what we want. We want to make sure that we are healthy spiritually and mentally. Becoming a mom and all the responsibility that it carries can be mentally taxing on women, okay? So we have to make sure that we're doing things that are healthy for us mentally. So yes, this is why I believe children need to go to bed nice and early, um, especially the younger they are. Yes, the earlier they need to go to bed because, of course, the more sleep they need, the more they're growing. And mommy sometimes needs to make sure that she's doing her hair. She needs to make sure that her feet are done. You know, um, you need to make sure that you're grooming yourself and that you are well taken care of in, in, your, in your physical body, that, you know, you're, you're cleaning yourself and things of that nature. Um, mommy needs to make sure she gets her shower in in the morning. And for me personally, I like my morning shower and my evening shower. And so this is the importance of before I go on and on, because we could just go on and on. But we'll talk more about like hygiene and cooking and things like that in later episodes. 
But um, it's important to keep a schedule because everyone gets what they need. Everyone's mental health is tended to, okay? You're not just going to neglect your children because, of course, your marriage is the most important. Um, you want to keep that healthy so that you can have um, a healthy parent-child relationship. But we also can't ignore that our children actually do need special attention, too. They need love, affirmation. They need care. They need for you to pour um, worth and value into them. They need to know that they're special and important to you. They need to understand who they are in Christ. They need to know who Jesus is. So um, maintaining a schedule will ensure that you're able to do that with your children and not neglect yourself or your spouse. Okay, so we're we're going to go into a... Um, the, the actual lessons, seek not, and um, we'll do that um, in, in the further lessons next week. I'm going to end this, and I'm going to pray for you. For those of you who have a hard time saying, Tiffany, I can't get up that early or something, you need to train yourself to get up so that you can maintain your relationship with Christ, make him number one in your day. First of all, that's what we're supposed to do, but um, right now, you don't even have that much responsibility as someone who's single, so if you can't do it now, how are you going to do it when you're married? I want you to get these good habits going now so that you can take those habits into your marriage because the purpose is, or the objective is, we want to have strong, godly marriages. We don't want unhealthy dependency upon our spouses. We don't want to neglect our children or put too much attention into our children. And um, we don't want to neglect Christ or our relationship with him diminish because he's blessed us with the family. Father, in the name of Jesus, we love you so much and we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you for your presence in our life. And I pray for each and every person under the sound of my voice, Father, that you would, in the name of Jesus, enable them to develop a schedule that works for them, a schedule that makes them the best version of themselves, a schedule that puts you first in Jesus' name and then allows them to take care of themselves and everything that's important in their lives, Father, and give them the commitment that they need to stick to that schedule and to not veer away from it in Jesus' name. Even if things change for them seasonally, Lord, allow them to develop a schedule that's able to move and flow with them as they are shifting in Jesus' name. But Father, we want to have strong marriages. We want to marry the right people. We want to treat these great people that you have for us the right way. So God, we need to learn how to be a good spouse now, a good godly spouse now in the name of Jesus Christ. So we're asking that by your spirit, you teach us glory to God and that you reveal all truth to us, not just about your word, God, but about ourselves, about what you expect from us as an individual in the name of Jesus, as you are teaching us the scriptures in Jesus name and help us, God, to be a light in our home in the name of Jesus. Help us to know what it means to fellowship with you so we can take that same love, intimacy and fellowship into our marriages and show it as an example to our children so that they continue can continue it for generations to come. We love you so much, Lord, and we thank you for the blessing of family, and we thank you for preparing us for families. You are good, Jesus. Hallelujah. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Destined Women Ministries podcast. I pray this fellowship was edifying, enlightening, and encouraging. If our fellowship blessed you today, please leave a review on your favorite podcast app. 
While you're at it, share this episode with friends, family, co-workers, social media followers, or anyone you believe would benefit from this teaching. And I'll be right back here every Monday and Thursday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Destined Women Ministries podcast. For more information about this ministry, please visit www.destinedwomenministries.com.